you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This is Housewives Nightcap by Access Hollywood. We're spilling exclusive Housewives gossip with a Bravo celebrity or Superman each week to give you behind-the-scenes secrets and access to drama that you didn't see on TV. Get your glasses ready. We have a very iconic, jolly guest today. He's a comedian and New York Times best-selling author and one of our favorite podcasters of all time. If you haven't guessed it already, it's Danny Pellegrino. Danny, Hello. thank you for being here thank today. We're so excited. I'm so excited. Of course, I was just telling you before we started recording, I feel like I always see your interviews pop up on all my my social media or specifically my YouTube. I'm always on YouTube at night. And they're, you're always showing up on my front page because it's what I want to see. I love it. Well, Danny, this is our Thanksgiving episode and we couldn't think of anyone better to have. So tell us, what are you thankful for right now? Oh my gosh. I'm so thankful for everything. I I, I have this new book out and I, when it, it came out at the end of October, it's a holiday collection called The Jolly's Bunch. And I was a little, not worried, but it came out at the end of October, which was right before Halloween. And now people are finally starting to really read it. Like I'm hearing from a lot of people who have who picked it up early, but maybe set it aside to wait until it was closer to the holiday season. And now that we're encroaching on Thanksgiving and Christmas, a lot of people are picking it up. So I feel so grateful and thankful that I'm hearing from so many people who are reading it, who are saying it's helping them get in the spirit. And right. I don't know, that just makes me feel really good. I saw the Mariah Carey Christmas concert the other night. I Ugh, saw it was so was fun. There. <laughs> yeah, there were there were so many celebrities um, there that I didn't know about until afterwards. I always try to like get my bearings. I'm like, wait, who's here? Am I seeing anyone? And then of course afterwards, I saw like Heidi Klum was there and Kim Kardashian and all these people. So I did not see any of them in person, but uh, it it like really it got me in the spirit, and so I felt so. Um, it feels so special to hear from people who are like, "Oh, this is helping me get in the holiday spirit." I love that, and I think I started reading the book. My plan is to really read it during this Thanksgiving sure. break, but I started I started it already. And it's the thing about it is everyone needs joy and laughter during this time, mm-hmm. even if your life is going great. And sometimes the holidays are very hard for people. And for you bringing this joy, bringing this laughter, I think you've said this a couple of times in other interviews, but it really does remind me of the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which is honestly my favorite Christmas movie of all time. But for the people that haven't read it yet or don't really know much about it, what can they expect from the book? Yeah, so it's it's been interesting. I, I always wonder, am I explaining it properly? Because I don't know if people really understand what it is. It's like each chapter is its own little story. And a, most of them are based on my own life. There's there's one uh, chapter in there that's completely fictionalized. But uh, otherwise, they're just chaotic stories about the holidays or centered around the holidays that will hopefully make people laugh and feel like a little bit like a warm hug. And in uh, there's a book called um, by David Sedaris, Holidays on Ice. It's like a holiday collection of stories. That's kind of the vibe. If anyone's familiar with David Sedaris's writing, it's sort of my version of that. So there's a lot of 90s and 2000s nostalgia thrown in there and stories about growing up in the Midwest. But each chapter is really designed to just make people laugh and and to also feel a bit like a warm hug. So I don't know if I explained that properly. But yeah, Christmas vacation in a book, yeah. I think, is so the easiest way. So it's kind of like personal stories, right? 
Yeah, there are a lot of like uh, personal stories, and there are a couple more dramatic moments in the book. But for oh. the most part, it's uh, supposed to be you know funny, really funny stories. Did you have to warn? anyone. Yeah, you know, I always prefer to ask for forgiveness than permission, so I didn't really warn anybody. Uh I, my last book came out last year and uh it was a similar situation where I included a lot of family stories and stuff about my parents and my two older brothers and growing up in the Midwest and after that book what was interesting was I was hearing from so many of them who were telling me details that were even more outlandish than what I had in the book and I was so concerned with like am I representing these stories properly and then I come to find out actually that they were even crazier in real life according to some of the other people involved but I I hope that uh with all of the stories of, with family and friends who are involved in them I hope they see how much love and and care I have for them and I tried to be as respectful as possible and change names and different details mm. as I could uh, but with my immediate family it's like it is what it is it's part of part of the deal for having me in the family, I guess. You take them to dinner with your earnings. So yeah, right, right. <laughs> Just, I'll buy them a nice holiday gift this year. They'll be fine. Well, so <laughs> whoever you talk the most shit about in the book this year gets the best Christmas present. <laughs> it's so funny because the person I probably talk about the most is my mother, who I'm slowly or very quickly actually morphing into. I feel like I oh my god, more, oh, we all every single day. Yeah, yeah. we can fight it as all we want, but we're coming our mothers. And so she's the one that's most in the book. And it's funny because she's the one who's most concerned with like outward appearances and what everyone thinks about her and the family and everything. And so she's featured the most, I think, because that whole her energy is so like trying to keep things perfect and i think especially around the holiday season that's what's so funny is the people who are trying to keep it all together and and make sure the holiday parties are going perfectly and everyone's got the perfect gifts and everything's baked properly and so she's the one who does that in my family so that everyone looks at us as if we're the perfect family and ultimately we're not because of that <laughs> right. but, but so it's funny that she's the one who's featured the most and probably the one who hates it the most but uh since it's come out she's heard from a lot of friends who say they relate or or Aww. or they laughed at certain things about her so she really likes it now yeah I love that. Well, you know, we love you as an author, but yes. I fell in love with you originally through your Housewives podcast. Right. We got to talk about Bravo. We got so to talk about we Bravo. We got to talk about Bravo. Your podcast is so freaking funny. You just have a way of saying what we're all thinking without yeah. being mean. Like you're just so funny and lovable. Thank um, you. So let's go back to BravoCon. You were there. How, what was your experience like? You hosted a panel. How did that go? It was so good. I thought it was a fantastic event. I, I really didn't have many complaints. I think I went the first year and there were probably more complaints after that first year because it was kind of growing pains and figuring out. I didn't like the way that it was set up where it was different locations in New York, but I loved uh, Las Vegas. I, I felt like everything was in one location. Everybody there seemed to be having a really good time. And it was like a, a wild crowd, but like a respectful wild. A thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. I feel like the hot thing not the hot thing there was several hot things that came Captain out Captain Jason is oh the hot my thing that, for me that came out of Bravo <laughs> I mean okay, I have a hot take on that oh I don't oh. think Captain Jason is that hot okay okay no 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 I a yeah we can fight about this Emily because he is hot but then you also have to factor in the fact that look at him compared to everyone else right. of like well, the yeah. Bravo celebrities. We yeah. have Chef. We have Austin. <laughs> I don't want them. I don't want to think about them. So we need one hot guy, and that okay, is fine. Captain. I'm Jason. right there with you. I didn't yeah. really know him. I don't watch that. I didn't watch his show, but 
I saw I him at BravoCon and I was overwhelmed. And it, maybe it was because <laughs> of the surroundings and because of who else was comparatively around him. But every uh, yeah, everybody there was like feral for that man, including myself. I saw him and I was in heat immediately. <laughs> I mean, he's hot. I think he got... Oh, no, I don't want to spread rumors, but I'm like, him and Lala were like... I feel like that's a thing. Know, On her you, podcast, she said he DM'd have, her. Have you heard of any other hookups there? Because I've heard that there were Ooh. hookups, but like... Gigi I and Shep. Really? So random. Yeah, so Gigi and Shep, which is just so I, weird. You know, I had heard from like a lot of different people that I never saw Shep, but I had heard that he was sort of a mess. Oh, I heard that saw, too. Like a lot of different people saw him, right? One was like in the casino and this is all alleged. We need yeah, to add. Sure. The Gigi Shep thing, that they talked about it on the red carpet with us. <laughs> You're so like, that, I was there for that. that yeah, <laughs> we can almost confirm that. But that's like who I kind of thought would get into trouble in Vegas is like the Shep, the Austin group, that Southern Charm. And we just interviewed Madison and she did say that there was a little bit of trouble between that group. But I also think the big thing that came out of BravoCon is everyone just thinks everyone is rude to one another. That's like the big, those are the big stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. saw Crystal was saying like so-and-so. Yeah. Did you see any rude? I saw a couple rude people, but I shouldn't spread really? rumors. But here I am doing it. Give us the city. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll just say it was like a younger, it, was, it wasn't It was a housewife. It was, oh. I mean, like the really the really rude one wasn't a housewife. That so I, I had that experience as well. We had, Lauren did too. We, we, as you know, you were a panelist. Um, you go up into the VIP room, you mingle with some of the, the Bravo celebrities and they take you, they score you to your panel. It's very lovely, drinks, food, whatever. Uh, one of the ladies was on the younger end, not a housewife, was not friendly to us, which we were disappointed oh, I, by. I wonder if we had the same experience. I bet you it was. I feel like we did because there. I have to say, people. Most of them were me, really nice. Well, that's the thing. They're all well, yeah. so nice, and they all want press, and they know they know that we have access. We, you know, are able to give them that access, so they get our numbers. They're very friendly. That's my experience with most. So I was kind of surprised by this one because she's not big time. Where you have the big time people, you have the Teresa, who's like the nicest human in the entire world to us. I was, you know, I was not. I impressed. just think at a place like that, you would think they would be on their best behavior. And and there's a difference. I think it's very clear to see when somebody's maybe even having a bad day or they're sad or or there's other things versus rude. And so that my experience, it was like they were being rude, not just like in a rush or not in a, I don't know. That's That was my experience. And I know that they are rude, Danny, because I can get it if they're going to be bitches to us. But you are literally a gem. How yeah. can anyone be rude to you? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, there was that, wasn't that on Summer House too? Like, wasn't Lindsay accused of being rude uh, on the show at BravoCon last yes. year? Oh, yes. So it's like, oh, yes. So that it even like has come up on the shows. So you would think like, you wouldn't want that to come up on your shows. So, yeah. Which, speaking of, I have to say, I, I actually love Lindsay. She's always really nice to me and really super sweet. So, Are you guys watching Winter House? Okay. I can't get into it. Too many damn people in that house. What are we throwing every person on Bravo in that wintry house? It's That's like every it single human. It's like making a It's like making a soup out of your fridge. You're just throwing whatever you have in 
to the soup and it's not tasting good. <laughs> like enough with the below deck people throwing them in the house. Like it's one, weird. a couple of them are fine, but also the below deck people, I don't think are suited for this type of reality show. Like they're workers. What people love about below deck is like watching them work, not party. And so it's so weird to me that they, I know it's like their highest rated or it does really well. So that's probably yeah. why they threw them all in there. And then to see, I get so mad and I know you, you, I'm talking to two women. And so I apologize if this is uh, offensive, but like, I get so mad at all the women in the house thirsting after Corey and, uh, you know, um, who's the other one and the Alex. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's what are we doing? You're pointing out that these women have more value than going yes. after these guys. Like, let's go. Come on, ladies. Like. I know. Okay. And I love Brian and he seems so sweet and nice. And it's like, everybody's just lusting after the other ones. Who's Corey's like throwing his girlfriend under the bus. Alex is sort of dragging along Danielle. So I, I don't know. They, it makes me mad, but they need to stop throwing new people in that house. It's getting confusing and it's feeling like a casting call. Yeah. But I'm more interested in other housewife shows right now. Yeah, like yeah. Salt Lake yes. is on fire, Beverly Hills. Oh. So Lauren, I wanted you to rank what yeah. shows are yeah. your best to worst right now. This yeah. is so mean of you. I'm not I'm not thankful <laughs> for this moment. But I'd say right now, my favorite, the thing that I'm most excited to watch is probably Salt Lake City. I, I don't know if you guys feel this way talking about the shows, but that's the one I have the most fun talking about because it's crazy and it feels like a parody of The Real Housewives. It's like just all over the place. It moves very quickly. So I have a lot of fun recapping. So I think that's why I look forward to that one the most. And I also love watching Miami. Like when that one comes on, I get super excited. Uh, and then Beverly Hills probably right after that. And P Potomac, I don't know, Beverly Hills and Potomac. I don't know. I'm liking Beverly Hills more than I was expecting to this season. Last week we had that name. Name. Naimum. <laughs> it's too good. Emily and I so, were talking about this before you jumped on. Like, do we think she knew going into it that she was just going to have this big moment of Naimum? I think it was just Sutton and being Sutton. Right. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think it was just maybe Sutton being Sutton. Uh, she's no, Sutton's the kind of housewife that I feel like is maybe annoying to watch. Like, I, I see online people complaining about Sutton and I get it, but. I also feel like she's the right kind of housewife that we need for that show. And so I sometimes think it's good when people hate a housewife because oh, yeah. we need to hate housewives. So so I always get a little nervous when I see too many people saying like, I hate Sutton or whoever, because I'm like, well, I don't want the network to fire them because actually this is good for the show, but we're maybe supposed to hate them a little no, right No, she's way too rich, honey, to get fired. Way too rich. But, yeah. You yeah. know, $300,000 after taxes like, a month. What is that? Like, after, could you imagine? What do you, what do you do with that kind of money? I don't like, know. I honestly. Don't know. I'm and that's not even all the income. I'm kind of on her jet to, to BravoCon. Okay, honestly. yeah, because we really interviewed like her right before BravoCon, and we sent her a car and everything. And I'm like, you're rich, honey. Why aren't you sending us cars? Like, hello. Right. right. <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah. I, I love her too on the show, but I mean, she's been infuriating me this season, but I do oh, yeah. love her on the show. Um, and I didn't know she took a jet to BravoCon. Yeah. yeah, private jet. Of course she did. Yeah. I mean, $300,000 a month. Of and, course. Okay. But wait, that's not even like her, does, doesn't include her Beverly Hills salary. No. The business, Sutton clothing, or no. I mean, like she must have so much money. I mean, that she does have so much money. Too much money, honestly. Yeah. Too much We're money. We're over here pushing BravoCon <laughs> recaps. Counting our goddamn <laughs> pennies. Begging Sorry. people to buy this fucking book behind me. 
just so I can uh, pay the you're, rent. You're selling yeah. out family secrets. Just <laughs> hawking out my mortgage. mom. I know, hawking out my mom to pay the, the bills, <laughs> keep the lights on at my house, just Listen. to throw my Linda Pellegrino under the bus. People better <laughs> buy this book. I need you to buy it. Linda needs sudden. it. Why not sudden? I'm not sudden. Oh, my Why gosh. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Wait, so you were on Watch What Happens Live a couple weeks ago. So great. And I love that when you brought up Heather's black eye, because I still want to know what happened. Andy tells you that we will find out this season. Now yeah, there's supposedly some- we're going to hear there's some rumors going on that Jen punched her. I don't know. And then there's yeah. now rumors about injectables. And that's why she didn't say anything because it was bad injectables, which I'm like, how is that possible? Uh, like, are you injecting in your with Monica? And then it ties that. into the lawsuit with Monica. And that's when it's all going to come out. But I don't know if you have a take on that. I still think it's Jen Shaw. That's what okay. I think it is. Um, but I don't know. When I asked Andy that on the show, he said, yeah, we all thought thought it was or we all think it's jen or something like that yeah. the way he said it made me think it's it's still jen if that okay. makes sense but I, I could be wrong they could be leading us down a path but we are going to find out i do believe that that first scene at the beginning of the season with heather gay on the vacation that i think is now people have figured out that that has to do with the monica the lawsuit. lawsuit situation yeah. right from what i heard yeah thoughts on monica is she okay this is a question for you who is worse, Monica or her mom? Okay. Linda. You guys, you guys that Linda is fucking nuts. And <laughs> I love her. I love, I mean, I haven't seen a mother-daughter duo like this in quite some time on Bravo. We've had a lot of crazy ones. And I do have this theory that actually they would like have a very successful spinoff if they were on TLC. Like I could just, I imagine the two of them, if they, they would be like a Darcy and Stacy or like one of those so spinoff well shows so where well that said. it would air like 10 seasons and I would watch them all. It, yeah. I mean, on Bravo, it, it's a little jarring on Bravo to watch the two of them, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they would like, they would thrive on TLC network. Um, but the mom in the Burberry outfit, is oh, just- like, I don't know if everybody has properly like digested that because what the fuck was that outfit? What was that scene? And then the mom just like walking home. She made her walk home. How far away did she? It was in the winter in Salt Lake City. Can we try to book Linda on the show? I don't know. I don't know. Can I come in guest co-host if you do? Yes. This is a really good idea because we could ask her why she wore pigtails. That's the big question. Why did you wear pigtails? Anyone wondering why she had pigtails in? No, and then my the thing out? is, how far does she live? Right, right. And did production ever step in, or were they just like with the camera right behind her, just being like, "Okay, we'll film you having to walk three thousand miles to your house," or not three thousand, but you know what I mean. Um, so I mean to wait, the thing that I heard about the mom from from people that I kind of trust was actually okay. that uh, the mom is is uh, 
more right than Monica. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it's coming across, like at least on the show that I'm watching, it feels like I'm on Monica's side. I think Monica is the more toxic one because I, I agree with your, with you saying the betrayal is the word team Monica, but because she's the one that wanted to go on this show and exploit this. Right. Yeah. And I just think Bravo always takes us on this roller coaster. I could, it could be a conspiracy theory, but I think that it's like they're presenting Monica. And of course, she's the main housewife. So what they've been kind of doing lately on Housewives is like when they have a new housewife, they make them look much better at the beginning because they don't want to have like these one season wonders so often, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I do think that maybe by the end of the season or something, we might feel differently, but I don't know that for sure. And and as of right now, I'm totally on Monica's side with everything. Cause I think the mom seems nuts. The mom does seem nuts, but Monica seems nuts. So they're both nuts. Monica has something in her eyes that I'm like, well, I mean, she had an affair with her brother-in-law and like, I mean, I love it as a viewer. Yeah. She's great for the show. Yeah. But also if you guys noticed at BravoCon, it was everyone and Monica. They separated her at the press line. So there is something yeah. going on that we're going to be anti-Monica. Wait, did you notice that was Meredith from your point of view in the press room? Was she also on an she island? She was also because, on her okay, island. Okay, that's what I sort of noticed too, which was yeah. surprising. Yeah, It was basically Meredith, Monica, not together though, separate with right. that. And then the next day, then it was paired, Lisa, Heather, Whitney. Yeah. Okay, so I saw, I noticed that about Meredith. I was like, it seems like she's not with the other gals. Yeah, I feel like though that's been a couple seasons now. Meredith really is an island as of yeah. like the last two seasons. Like, and she don't even live there. So, <laughs> she, where does as Whitney says, where she doesn't even live in Utah. She just lives in Airbnbs and bounces around. Honestly, kind of bl- sounds nice. God bless these women. I love them all so much. Oh my God, we live for them. I mean, live for honestly, them. I would be in a deep, dark depression without the housewives. I know, I know, I know. I I can't do it. I mean, right now we have four and sometimes it feels kind of overwhelming to keep up with them all. But then I think of the alternative and I I think during a time early in COVID, there was like only one airing or something. It's like, I can't go back there. No. (laughs) The four, I do feel a little bit of, a little overwhelmed. overwhelmed Three is great Four because they're all good. Like, it's not like I can't just not watch one of them. But because it is Thanksgiving, I want to ask, which housewives would you invite to your Thanksgiving dinner and why? Okay. This was this is so hard, but I would want a very chaotic Thanksgiving dinner so that I could just sit and view if it and I would hope it wouldn't be at my home because that would stress me out. So maybe like if we could do it at a restaurant, I'd have a Danielle Staub, like a maybe like a Countess Luann, a Karen Huger. I'd I'd want a weird, crazy group. And then like two people who have oh, and can we just do all the Richard sisters? Yes. Okay. Yeah, all the rich, like all three of them, and the ghost of Big Calf somehow. I don't know how we can make that happen, but like also their mother as a ghost. Um, and then uh, who else? And then maybe like a, a Nini or an old Ooh, school Nini. I love Phaedra. I love a Phaedra on the mix. Phaedra, would, when you said Danielle, oh. I got chills down my spine. Could you imagine? <laughs> I also have this. Uh, this. I'd love to see Alexia and Teresa together. Yeah, like I just feel like that dynamic would be fun. Also, there's some stuff with Louie that is playing out yeah. in the press. And I think Alexia and Teresa are friends. So I would just love to see the two of them together because also spiritually, I think they're so similar in a lot of ways. And so I don't know. I would love to just sit down with the two of them and like watch. I wouldn't want to speak even. I would just want to watch them go. Right. 
Did you notice that they have a similar inflection when they talk, Alexia and Teresa? <laughs> yeah. I they're very... at BravoCon when I was inter- interviewing Alexia and I was like, why do I feel like she's like, this is like a Teresa moment. Yeah, they're very similar. I feel like I notice that every time I I hear them speak, I'm like, oh man. Also, Alexia, in this past week, there was one scene where she looked exactly like Anna Ferris in a house bunny. Like, it God felt has. like Anna Ferris. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. What a moment. So, Danny, who... Who's your favorite housewife of all time? If oh you my gosh! To one. Right now, Karen Huger, but it changes all the time. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's such a Chris Jenner answer, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Your favorite, child. yeah. Okay, it might oh, change yeah. tomorrow. Well, because it does. I mean, you probably feel this way too. It's like sometimes I think that's the point of these shows: how they're edited, how Bravo presents them to us. It's like we're supposed to hate them one minute and love them the next. So. So right now it is Karen, but I, I think in terms of like looking at the overall arc of someone, you can't really beat Countess Luann's arc on Housewives because she's really been through it all. And I think she's given us so much drama, comedy, everything. Like I've hated her sometimes, but I've loved her so many times. So yeah, I, I don't know. She's like a quintessential, if I were to point at what a housewife looks like, the career of it, it's like, it's I Lou. can't think of anyone better than Lou. Okay, what about your least favorite of all time or right now? Right now, uh, gosh, least favorite. I don't know. Can you give me, uh, I don't, I'm not a big Robin fan on Potomac. Okay, I'm not I'm either. I'm, yeah, you people know, you think she was going to come back this season after not giving us anything last season and thinking like, oh, I actually need to like talk about my life. And she's not. And I think I just find it frustrating. Like the whole thing with what happened at the end of last season where they yeah. presented on the podcast instead of the, the show. Instead that was of the show. Yeah, as a viewer, it just feels it feels uh, like a cheat or something. It felt, but, it felt cheap of them. It felt like they cheated us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but so, I, I mean, I, there's been times I've loved Robin, but right now I'd say probably her is, and uh, yeah. Is there a housewife that you wish would come back? Emily and I... We love Vicky, and I don't know. There's a I lot of people Vicky that too. Okay. I do too. You okay. do okay because okay. we feel we are in the minority, and no, we, yes. we just love Vicky G. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I don't think we are in the minority anymore, and I I did think it was maybe good for her to go on that little pause. Like I I didn't love her at the end of her tenure, but I hosted the Miami or the Orange County panel and. The audience seemed to really want Vicky back. I mean, there was, we were saying like, get Vicky and Orange back and everyone started chanting. And so I do think that there are more of us than it maybe seemed previously. I sort of thought they were going to announce it because Vicky was on the panel and I totally I swear I, they gave me some questions or the the notes or whatever beforehand. And I was like, so expecting to see in there, like Vicky announces and then I didn't see it in there. And so I thought, oh, she's going to come on stage. Maybe she knows and she's going to announce it. Yeah. And she never did. But I thought for sure, why else would they have? I don't know. I just thought you know for sure. She, Bravo does sometimes. I think sometimes they they um, purposely make the housewives so they make it like we're going to bring you back, we're going to bring you back to kind of because someone like Vicky, you know, is asking for a lot of money. Totally, so they they sh- it's almost like a like a it's stand-off. a game. It's a game. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, you know, we're kind of get- mm-hmm. they make it like they're going to bring her back, and then she thinks she's coming back, and then they're like, no, you're. It's kind of like when a guy like bread coming. It's like bread mm-hmm. coming when mm-hmm. a guy is like kind of dating. You know what I'm saying? No. Do you know what bread like more no. like married? <laughs> Danny knows what bread coming is. I mean. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting how they kind of play with their emotions a little bit. Exactly. So then yeah. finally, when they get the offer and it's like 60K, they're like, okay. 
And now there's this weird universe where it's like you don't even have to be on the main housewife show because there's these girls' trips and then there's the houses and stuff. So it's like maybe, I don't know, they fit in somewhere else. I would also, I want Dorinda to be back somewhere. 100%. Uh, she's my yes. favorite. I should have well, said she's probably my favorite. Favorite. Listen, what are you doing here without Dorinda? You know, oh, you can't her. do the show without Dorinda. I know. We need her. She's my favorite to watch. And I think she's just given us like the most moments of for, of comedy. Like when I look at the memes and stuff, it's like, I love a Dorinda meme. It's it's funny. They're so crazy. Are you on texting level with any of the housewives? And if you are, who? Um, I get, Dorinda and I talk on the phone sometimes. Okay. I Yeah, I'd say that. And it was after she was off the show. And I stayed at Bluestone Manor once. I, I was going to ask. There. It was so much Wait, fun. What room? I've been there. And I've I slept in the fish room. <gasps> it was the best day. And she made the most amazing dinner. Len was there. She, The house was gorgeous. And don't you feel like it's better in person than... Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. It's very regal. Yeah, it's very like very like classy, upscale. Like just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... um, And there was like maybe a couple others who like... I've have their numbers or something, but I don't, I try not to text any of them. I'm yeah. Try to keep a safe distance. You like to be a fan. You like to be on the other Yeah. Like I don't want to, I mean, and even with Dorinda, it was like after she had left the show and, and her and I yeah. became buddies, but uh, I, yeah, I never want to, especially recapping. I, yeah. I, you know, I literally mean no disrespect with this, but I kind of felt this when I was there. Did you feel the ghost of Richard? Oh my god, Ooh. no, no. <laughs> Wait, tell me now. I want to know how you've experienced no, I this. Just, I just felt it. Like Presence. I don't yeah. <laughs> like you felt the balloon the energy. Dying. Yes. Yes. I just felt Richard. I was like, where is he? And I felt bourbon there. when I was there because I was drinking some uh bourbon, I believe it was. Oh, so that's, that's what I was feeling. It was like a quick, it wasn't even 24 hours I was there, but it was yeah, a lot of bourbon. Best best <laughs> 18 hours of your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was truly incredible. You guys need to go at Christmas time. Like, this is the time. Uh, I, I know. know. They and, should. And Andy called you and was like, Ooh. I've been wanting this for a really long time. And was like, we are finally going to cast our first male housewife. Oh, are you God. interested? No, absolutely not. No, I could not do it. No, I don't. No, I... The only the kind of version of a reality show I think I would be suited for would to be like the Greek chorus or something. But I'm I'm so unequipped to deal with drama. Like I'm a Libra. I just want everyone to get along. Like I I don't like confrontation. So I would have fun if if they would let me come on and just like give commentary on the other crazy people in the cast. But that never works out on these shows anyway because I feel like then the person who's that kind of funny comedic character, then the other cast members get mad that they're not like showing their whole lives and everything, right. you know? Right. So, so I feel like I don't think I'd be equipped for it. And my, my partner is like, I can't even get him to take a photo with me, like for social yeah. media, like he hates photos. He hates the tension. So like that he wouldn't film ever. And so it would just be, I, it wouldn't be a good fit, but I would love it if they would just let me come on and do like confessionals where I, got to talk or or go to all the events and like watch and then be talk in the, and be in the, the yeah. yeah yeah that would be my ideal but or like uh, a love I, island narrator situation you would be yeah. so good at that good that would be fun show. yeah the madison of the housewives oh wait i, I actually kind of love that like love island where it's like they're adding this silly funny commentary that makes that show so good and but doing that for the housewives, but not having a housewife, having someone on the outside. 
Oh my God. I'd love we to pitch do that. that. I would love to do that. Okay. Well, Andy, if you're listening, cause I know you listen to our podcast every single week. I'm just kidding. We love, we love you, Andy. <laughs> no, but this is a great idea. But Danny, you yourself have a very successful podcast. So tell everyone where they can listen, where they can buy the book and where they can follow you. Cause honestly, your Instagram gives me life. It's always like nineties too. And I'm like, the 90s. it's so, it's so 90s. great. So <laughs> I'm spiritually stuck Simpson, in the nineties. You have that common. I haven't posted much just lately. Um, what I used to do some, Jessica Simpson Thursday. I know I used to, oh, I might yeah. bring it back at some point. I felt, I felt like there was a time where I exa- I did it for like three years. And I, I was like, I did every clip of Jessica Simpson. And now I see people will send me them and I'm like, they're like, you need to post this for Jessica Thursday. I'm like, I did three years ago, but maybe I need to bring just it back. Just do the repeat. Just, yes. yeah. I we know. can't get enough. I need to bring it back, but I love her so much. The other thing is too, what's what's challenging for someone like Jess, because I do love her so much, is that it's hard for me if people comment negative things about that. Oh. Like I just posted something about Mariah Carey and she's like my number one. And I was like, I'm blocking anyone who says anything negative. And I did have to block a couple of people because I can't handle it. And so- People try to come in there with something snarky. And I love a snarky comment every once in a while. But when it's with one of my queens, I will not stand for it. Here's the thing. Wow. Snarky and clever, fine. But if you're just going to be an asshole, and mean. get off my page. Right. Get off my page. Like I, And if I don't, I don't know you. So like, I don't want to have to like look at negative, mean things on my page. No, not about your girls. No, not about my queens. Like say it about me, but not <laughs> my girl. Like, I, can't, I can't handle it about a Mariah. Yeah. Anyway, so maybe we'll bring Jessica Thursday back one of these days. And to answer your question, I'm oh, yes. Pellegrino yes. on uh, Twitter and Instagram. My book is The Jolliest Bunch. Um, if you like that, I have another book that's out in paperback called How Do I Unremember This? You can get them wherever books are sold. Amazon, there's an audio book. Get it for the holidays. Please, uh, we need to keep the lights on here at Casa de Pellegrino. So um, hopefully people get it wherever books are sold. Jolliest Bunch. Or it's a great place to go support your local independent bookstore. Yeah. In the area, find out where who your bookstore is and ask if they carry it. If not, they they'll be able to order it, or, or your library can order it. If you mm-hmm. if you don't want to pay for it, we love libraries, so ask your library to carry it. That's a great way to do it. And then my podcast is called Everything Iconic. I feel so gross. I just like told people Why? to call it their library, but you know what? I was about to say I love the library. I just went to the library randomly last week, and I was like, wow, this place is cool. Like you okay. hate libraries. Uh, I felt like a no. I hate Emily. Libraries. Emily. I but I how dare you listen this is like probably not appropriate for the podcast and Lauren's probably gonna have to this <laughs> no you're keeping this because we need the world of, to know you got your 11 oh so you're okay, traumatic so you have a traumatic that. experience and I okay. hate libraries now it was so mortifying and I never want to go back I think you need you have like the most beautiful library near you so I think you just need to like rip the <laughs> no, bandaid off and go free. in you guys don't understand I can't think about it it's trauma Emily, this reminds me, do you remember those like old uh, in like 17 magazine or glamour back in the day? People would write in their embarrassing stories. Like, oh. I just feel like I've read this or I need You've to read, read this, this in read this. glamour. It was awful. My mom had to call the neighbor to come pick me up. My sister was volunteering at the library because my mom did. Phyllis. Like, yeah, it was you guys. I don't Okay, I get fine. It. Well, so we get it. We get it. So you like... should just go to the bookstore. You should just yeah. go to Amazon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was going to say, I'll send don't... you a copy. I'll send you a copy. Say, don't even tell her to go to a, a local bookstore. I have a copy. I have a copy. Okay. Okay. Amazon. Okay. If, yeah. Otherwise, everyone but everyone else, else. Can go to the library. Everyone else go to the library. <laughs> I find Psycho. the library, I mean, now I'm going to probably look at it differently, but I find it like so romantic <laughs> and like, 
I just, I, I don't know. I, I like, like cozy, nostalgic, it. like it's nostalgia and, and it's quiet. And I love that. I go to this, I'm right by the Studio City Library. So I go Oh, there. see, that's a good, I've been to that library. That's a good, I'm good by quiet. the Santa Monica Library. And I'm like, now, now you have kind of ruined it, but thank Sorry. you for that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. For ruining thank libraries you, for the whole. For everyone. Shipping us. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Danny, we could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. This is like such a star sighting for us. This is. We were honestly more excited about you than a lot of the housewives because you're just like, it's fun. But I mean, housewives are fun too, but you have a a nice voice. Wait, who's your, who's been your best interview or the nicest? Teresa. We love Teresa. Teresa is the nicest, but I, I also have to say Doree is very nice. Okay. Wait, who made you wait the longest? Sutton. Sutton. She made us wait almost an hour in Vegas and she wasn't doing anything. And Avi was there. The best Avi part. Was there. Avi was there on time. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, Avi, where is Sutton? And he like he did not annoyed. know where He's Sutton is. Like, yeah, that was annoying. Where is this queen? We love oh, Avi and we love Sutton, but she did make us wait almost an hour. But there's been several that have made us wait. We do love a prompt housewife. Yeah, Alexia just made us wait a long time. Andy Cohen, the man, yeah. has is not a minute late. I interviewed Andy, and he, he was so kind to be like, "However long you need, take however." It was like he, he, so he overly, he yeah. His, he listen. You put food on their plate, isn't that what Teresa said about <laughs> Melissa? Where she you did. put food in Lucy and Ben's plate. Oh my God. I'm so excited to see what happens with the Teresa and Melissa of it all because I thought it was going to be shitty, but I'm hearing good things about it. The new season of Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just think Teresa's going to be on this side of Melissa and they're not going to yeah. even interact whatsoever. But honestly, I think we're going to get fine. I'm over it. Family side. Oh, I love Danielle true? too. I'm well, excited. Danielle and Jennifer, a whole thing. See, we can keep talking. Danny, we is, love you. I know, you. and I got to go, but I love you both. Right. Thank you so much for having Thank me. You, and have we'll a very happy too. Thanksgiving. Happy Good Thanksgiving. Job. Happy you holidays. Too. You too. Such a pleasure, ladies. We'll talk soon. Okay, Emily. Wow. That was so great. That was great. I was wish we so could have funny. just kept talking with him because he was so fun. He was so nice. He was so nice. And here's the thing. It's it's genuinely not rehearsed. Like sometimes if you listen to his podcast, he's so funny. And I'm sure he does like write notes and stuff that you're like, totally. is he scripting this? And he might be, but he is so genuinely a fan and just so obsessed with the housewives. And I love the way that, I'm so happy for all of his success. I am too. He's awesome. And I think that you should try to get together with him. I I know. We won't know, go to I a could. library though. If I together. fly to LA, if I go to LA soon, you guys should go to the library together. No, we're not gonna go to the library together. I'm scared to go to the library now. Do you want me to cut that out or like no? no. <laughs> Listen, it's the fe- part of the female experience. I'm really sorry, Matt, though. Oh, Matt's our producer. We love Matt. And he has to listen to everything. Speaking of everything, people do love updates on you. No, I'm kidding. We don't have to do another update. I was just kidding. I don't think they do. I genuinely don't think people do. My grandma does. My grandma's like, ooh. Oh, really? Yeah, she literally called me and was like, who oh, is this? do it for her. Because she was asking. She's like, who is this guy? It's not that one guy. And I was like, no, no, no. No. Okay, not. so this is a very handsome British man who's tall tall and cute and s- nice to me which is such a less 
Emily. You know, uh, but if you're single out there and like Lauren, you've not been single for so long. You have whatever. No for everybody <laughs> listening, one time I called Lauren for like texting advice and she gave me the worst advice. Okay, no. Nope. Like, <laughs> you, you were like, just tell him that. And it's like, that's not playing the game. Like, you no, know, Steven like, and I talked to you for like an hour on what to say. And we had great advice. No, it wasn't. It was married people advice. Luckily, we're not in that stage anymore. We're exclusive with exclusive British man. Oh, you're exclusive. That's an update. Well, I don't, you know, like, I'm, is this a girlfriend boyfriend? I'm an old fashioned girl. Okay. Monogamy as a uh, Patty. Pat- we're not. Okay. I wouldn't say we're boyfriend and girlfriend yet but have you had the monogamous conversation remember million dollar matchmaker that was like the big conversation that they would have like are you monogamous or not that's where oh, i learned the word say, like, you also couldn't sleep with them before you were their no boyfriend? you couldn't sleep with them until you were monogamous with them okay so my issue with that advice is as women we are in such an empowered state now and like who's to say we would want to be with them after we sleep with them you know Ooh. like you're also trying them out as a woman Totally. I don't like that advice because it just tells you, oh, no matter how the sex is, if you have to wait until he makes you his girlfriend to sleep with him. Okay, well, what if I don't want to do that? I think we need Patty Singler on the podcast. Honestly, she would be. That's how I got into all her old rules because it's been like 20 years. Let's do it. Maybe she can be our Christmas episode because that's a Christmas gift to us all. All right, we said we weren't going to talk this much, so sorry. Let's wrap this up. Okay, happy Thanksgiving. Happy this comes out on Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you. I'm yeah. thankful for you. I'm also thankful for anyone that follows us on Instagram, <laughs> Emily Roscoe TV, O-R-O-Z-C-O, <laughs> and Lauren Herbert. You said that so. Oh, Lauren and follow Herbert. our Instagram page. Uh, yes, sorry. follow our Instagram page. How's Bryce. Yes, our social media manager, Bryce is doing the Lord's work with that. He's doing such a fantastic job. Well, he's having fun with it. So that's Mm -hmm. what's so great about it. But yes, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We're going to leave because we're talking way too much. Bye. Bye. Housewives Nightcap by Access Hollywood is hosted and produced by Lauren Herbert and Emily Orozco. Executive produced by Rebecca Zamer and associate producer Matt Izzo with original music by Chris Keyes. Join us next week as we dive into the glamorous worlds of reality TV once again because... Who doesn't love a nightcap?